Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit Room podcast. I'm joined today by Kat, and I'm really, really excited to share this time with her and to have her insight and hear her thoughts on a bunch of different topics that I'm so intrigued by. So Kat has spent her life studying and researching the power of our minds and bodies, which took her through different aspects of human health and well-being. Her calling was always the same, to help herself and others live a healthy and fulfilling life. And she has approached this mission in various different ways, from working in the fitness industry to privately studying psychology, nutrition, and most recently spirituality and emotional health. And so after many years of living her life in a certain pattern, she didn't notice how she was unconsciously creating her life in a way that wasn't serving her happiness nor fulfillment. She would work her backside off trying to get to this imaginary goal, never fully hitting the mark and sacrificing her own well-being in the process through overworking, people-pleasing, and not trusting her own intuition. When she hit her rock bottom, Kat finally came to realize she needed help and chose to seek help of a hypnotherapist. You could say the rest is history. It's a beautiful story of miracles, magic, as well as some heartbreaks and much-needed healing that led her down the path of discovering the world of spirit and her own spiritual skills and psychic mediumship and angelic connection. Kat now helps others awaken spiritually to build self-confidence, manage their mental and emotional health, and discover their unique gifts and purpose. She does that through angelic guidance, one-to-one coaching sessions, courses, and workshops. So welcome, Kat. I'm so pleased to have you here with us today. Thank you very much. I am very happy and excited to be here because I'm a fan of your podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know that I think that's how we met, right, is that you were a listener um, a while back. Yes, I mean, I definitely started listening to your podcast, I think it was 2020. And I did attend one of your group. Um, is it a course, I think? Um, or a workshop? Well, it, w- it was a course as well. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been a journey for you, you know, this this whole time. So it's great to have been a part of it. First of all, tell us where you're calling in from today. So I'm calling from Swindon in UK currently. I'm originally from Poland, though. Right, right. And then how long have you been in the UK? Well, this year, it's going to be 
16 years. Oh, wow. Okay, so for for a while now. My whole adult life, basically. I've never lived an adult life in Poland. I don't even know how that looks like. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay, awesome. Good. So tell us, we'll start from the beginning. Can, if you can tell our listeners a little bit about your spiritual journey, when and how things really began, or when you started to realize your abilities and how it's evolved over time. Okay, well, I'll try and make it not too long. But um, because as you probably know, there's always so many things I think to mention because it's never a very linear journey. So true. Um, But um, I would say, when did I first begin to realize my abilities? If I had to put a date, I would say 2020 because that is when I did the first reading in a mediumship circle, which I started attending in Swindon around, I think, April 2019 with a friend of mine. Now, although I started attending those circles in 2019, I never participated. I was just one of the people who came in because I was very intrigued. And I just wanted to be, I just wanted to sit there because it was just always so nice. The energy was lovely. Um, And something was, you know, pulling me there. So I was religiously, let's say, going there every month. (laughs) and just I was letting other people practice on me and I went there with a friend of mine or should I say colleague who was also very interested in all the topics that I was all of the esoteric topics so astrology, numerology, things like that when I was a teenager I did go to a tarot reader a few times because me and my mom we were also quite into tarot and again numerology because when it comes to tarot and card readings I thought at the time that it's you know you're kind of you're either born with this ability and you just know (laughs) how to read or you were raised in a family like maybe your mom or your grandma has passed on this knowledge onto you and that now you kind of know you know what it's like and I didn't no one in my family was like this, or at least I didn't know. So I didn't really understand how it all works. So I was basically just attending as a as a client for readings, listening to psychics, sometimes even on TV. For some reason, I just really enjoyed the whole atmosphere of that. Um, now, I met my friend, the, the one who went with me to the spiritualist church about... 10 years ago at work and we instantly clicked because we were both interested in astrology, numerology and all of these things. And we were the only two people uh, that I knew within our team that, you know, that would be interested in all of that stuff. So we would really chat a lot. We had a lot of fun and many of our colleagues would look at us a little bit funny (laughs) (laughs) because I remember he, um, Josh, he brought his astrology book uh, one time to work and we started reading about all of these signs and having a real laugh and giggle and then uh, one of our other colleagues looked at us and he was like I don't believe in any of this stuff like this is you know and, and then we were like well what is your sign and he said something I can't even remember what it was now because it was a long time ago and then we we're like okay let's see what it says about you and it said oh this and this sign are 
is typically quite skeptical <laughs> and we're like oh look at that isn't that right <laughs> so we just <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like you see that's what it exactly says you'll be skeptical and here you are so yeah i mean that was that was in my early 20s when we worked together it was an admin job josh and i but then as in the bio that you read i was actually really interested in well-being health nutrition all of these subjects as well which i took out took um, away from my family home so and by the way, I mean, as much as I was interested in astrology, esoteric studies, tarot, cards, I never even thought that you could actually do it for a living. So I think one of the big things um, for many of us. So I was, I suppose I was just pursuing more of my interest in uh, health, well-being. I have found course to become a personal trainer. So I was working in a fitness industry for a little while. I left that admin job, worked in the fitness industry. Um, in the meantime, when I was working in the fitness industry, I did buy a tarot deck, but I approached it from a very analytical point because I still had no understanding whatsoever. So I tried to just learn the meanings from the guidebook but then I left it because I felt too overwhelmed. I thought, this is way too much information. There's no way I'm going to remember all of that. So I just left it. I still actually have this tarot deck up until today, but I didn't read it. So I just continued with my fitness. In the meantime, I decided to study nutrition because fitness, decided, I thought, is not enough. So all of these things that I've been doing were all towards... Um, finding a way of being healthy, but especially in our um, our mental health, emotional health, that was very important to me. And I was finding through all of these things that, you know, first it was physical activity, then it was nutrition. Oh, that now that's the cure, probably. That's the most important thing. But I was approaching all of this with a great drive. Sure, I had a lot of drive and maybe courage even, but I was overworking myself quite a lot. And trying to work in the industry, in the fitness industry, turned out to be very, very stressful for me. I didn't really know why. To be honest, it was just, I feel like I was just on a, what is it called? Like an automatic mode, you know, when you just do things. Like autopilot. Well, that's it, yeah. On an autopilot, yes. And it was just, oh, I just need to achieve this. I need to get better at this. I need to learn this, study this, practice this, get better, get clients, get healthier, get, I don't know, even workouts, you know, work out more, uh, be fitter and all of these things. And so, and on top of that, I was very stressed out because I was quite shy or I considered myself shy let's say so I suppose eventually I continued to study nutrition but I thought I really need some help with the marketing because up until then I have entered a world that is that was more about entrepreneurship 
you know, I have to know how to sell and I need to know how to market myself. And all of these things were super stressful, difficult for me. So I have decided to sign up to a marketing school. Now, that might be a good idea, except I did, couldn't afford it, really. But I was in such a autopilot and mode of just doing and driving, and you know, that I it's almost like I didn't even stop for a second to think about it. And so that was about 2018, mid-2018. At the time, I left working in the gym because I just couldn't do it anymore and I needed to find a cushy, comfortable admin job again so that I can just relax a little bit. <laughs> and at the beginning of 2019, although so I was working admin job, I was also trying to build my business, personal training, and I was studying. And I just thought, well, I thought or I heard <laughs> in my mind that you know there's something there's something not right because I feel like I'm doing so much and I'm not getting anywhere and the one good thing from that marketing school was that I have met people from all over the industry of well-being some of whom were hypnotherapists because I haven't heard of hypnotherapy before and I personally never really shared a lot on Facebook even if I was in groups or my personal Facebook, but there was a Facebook group for this marketing school participants. And I remember I heard in my in my mind to like to put to, to put a post up saying, I feel like I need some help to rewire my brain. <laughs> like specifically these words, because they just they were stuck in my mind when I heard one of the hypnotherapists talking about it. And I just left it there and and so the hypnotherapist has from that group has reached out to me and he said, hey, you know, would you be interested in having online sessions with me? Because he wasn't from Swindon, because up until now he was doing only sessions in person, but he wanted to try it out before he starts to offer it to people, market it to people. He just said, you know, he wants to try it out and and see how it goes, and it would be free. And um, just before he actually wrote to me, I already signed up to a different hypnotherapist in town in Swindon, whom I was going to see in person. But because I signed up to this marketing school, and like I said, I didn't, couldn't really afford it, uh, it was really not a great decision. Really, it was better for me to do it for free, although, you know, I thought, well... I should do it in person, blah, blah, blah. So it took me a day to think about it. And I thought, what, what am I even doing? Why am I even thinking about it? It's such a great opportunity to actually have someone, you know, to offer me, I think it was six sessions for no cost. And I'm like, why am I even, you know, <laughs> why am I even <laughs> thinking about it? So I said, of course, yes, thank you very much. And so we did those six sessions at the beginning of 2019. And I remember when he said, when we started doing sessions, he said he suddenly started getting all these people reaching out to him and asking for sessions online when he even didn't say a word about it before. And 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 so he said something like, 
well, I must be doing something really good because the universe is, you know, sending me all these people now. I must be doing really good offering you these free sessions, working with you. <laughs> and it was very helpful um, because it has, what I realized at that time was that I wasn't really listening to myself, basically. All my life until then, I wasn't listening to my intuition. And I had a very strong knowing. Now I see that. I see it now. Back then I didn't because every time I would just know something, I immediately, my logical mind would be questioning it. So I never really paid attention. I never trusted it. And so he helped me stop doing that basically and stop people pleasing, which he called out because I never called myself that way. In the meantime, because this these sessions were... I mean, there was literally, I could feel it physically. My whole body would tremble during our sessions. It must have been, uh, I was just releasing a lot of stress, pent up stress, anxiety uh, that I've just been accumulating all this time. And eventually I have sprained my hip because of that, <laughs> I think, because I was still doing the fitness classes and all that. And it was just too much for my body. And again, at the time, I was thinking about, I need a break, I need a break. But I, because I was in such a driver mode, I just thought, I can never take a break. I need to get to this, whatever goal it was that I had, because it kept not working for me. And so I have to keep working harder, right, is what I was thinking. So I suppose my body was like, okay, sprained hip, now you got to sit down. And then, like I said, that was around the time when me and Josh decided to go to the spiritualist church because I was back at the same company and he was still there so we reconnected I also started volunteering for one of the charities called Shout who helps people in crisis when they are uh, close to attempting suicide and you're on the line helping them to basically not do that um, because I felt like after I have discovered through hypnotherapy that I had, was experiencing anxiety. Again, that nothing that I ever named before, but it was anxiety that I was experiencing. So I just thought, wow, this is pretty amazing. I didn't know this stuff. I want to help others. And in the meantime, because I wasn't, I wasn't practicing readings myself just yet. I was attending circles. One day Josh has written to me, uh, he was asking me whether I was going to the circle. And he because he wasn't coming with me every month, he was kind of living a little bit further away. I replied to him and I said, yes, I'm going. Are you coming with me? But I had, again, a knowing that there's something wrong because Josh, unfortunately, suffered with depression for at least a decade, I think, before then. But again, I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't practicing anything I didn't know. And so I ignored it. Unfortunately, he did take his life um, eventually. It feels like that's such a, well, that's traumatic in so many ways. But also, it's so interesting that he was such a big part of your journey too. Like basically being in the same workplace and having that interest together kind of led you, you know, towards it. And then also 
now that he's in spirit, I mean, I feel like, yeah, he's he's still such a big part of that. Yeah, he is definitely. And multiple times since then, when I had readings from others, he keeps saying, it was my time. It was my time, you know, and that he's helping me from the other side now. But, um, I, you know, at the time it was, it hit me hard because I had a feeling and I didn't follow it. Um, and the fact that I was helping within that shout charity, you know, I've already learned by then a few ways of talking to people. And the fact that I was even there, I, at least I knew there's a charity like that. And I was thinking about telling him, but I didn't want to impose, you know. So there was a lot of regret um, on the back of that. But like you say, exactly, if it wasn't for him, to be honest, I, I don't think I would have had anyone else here in Swindon to talk about these things at all. And I probably would not have gone to the spiritualist church if it wasn't for him. I don't think I would have gone by myself. Yeah, I know. I look at back on things like that, too, where I realize that it's kind of in some ways because someone else either nudged me or suggested it or said that they would go like that's the reason I would go along because I I I can look back and say yeah I, I see that they were such a, a big part of like how everything unfolded yeah yeah exactly and that was um October 2019 and up until February 2020 the way the circle was run is you know we sat in a circle and then they would ask people to volunteer who would like to try out and give a reading because it was, you know, voluntary. If you want to practice, if you don't want to practice, that's fine. But I mean, I never was brave enough to do it because I've never ever in my life have done it before. So in February, I feel like spirit has <laughs> given the instruction to the lady who runs the circle to say, well, this time round, let's just sit in pairs, everyone sit in pairs, instead of, you know, volunteers standing up and saying something. We're just going to sit in pairs and just work with our partner. So I sat with this lady and she gave me a message from my grandma. And then she's like, and then it was like my turn. And I thought, okay, well, I'll try, you know. I closed my eyes and then I would ask the questions that the lady prompted me with so just making it simple you know who is it man and man or woman um try and figure out you know how tall do they feel and all of these little things and i brought forward her uncle and i saw him very clearly in my mind's eye within the room that we were sitting in so i just said well i said whatever came to me um and she's like yeah yeah i can take all of it all of it yeah so how long have you been doing readings and I'm like um today <laughs> I started today and so you know I think until I tried it myself I didn't really fully understand when the teacher kept saying everyone can do it you just have to say what you feel you know it's sort of like yeah intellectually I get it in my mind but unless I really just do it I'm not going to understand it because up until then I didn't realize how clairvoyant I am um, and then obviously we know pandemic started lockdowns so I couldn't go to the circle anymore but in the meantime I was reading a lot of books about mediumship uh, one of the authors 
she mentioned she has a Facebook group where you can practice online. So I joined at the time in March 2020 and just tried my hand at it, basically. She also teaches, she wrote a book on card readings, intuitive card readings. And I just thought, well, what have I got to lose? You know, it's just for practice. So I just started practicing in the group. And it turned out that I'm actually quite good. So that was how I kind of realized it. But it was a very long journey, I suppose. And only afterwards have I understood that I that the knowing that I always had was one of the you know ways of uh, spirit speaking to me and just me being psychic basically because I often had feelings about other people um I would sometimes when they would tell me maybe about their life or their husband and I would suddenly see that person and their husband you know together and what their relation is and kind of what emotions I'm picking up but I just always thought it's just my imagination or me judging them. Oh, I totally relate to that, where I used to say, like, think things or make a, you know, make a, I guess, a judgment, but not really. It was just an observation. And when I was younger, I had a friend that would say, don't you think that's a bit judgy, considering you don't know that person? (laughs) And I would feel bad I was like oh yeah that is really like you know like that is actually and so I would feel almost like shameful and I look back and I realize it was true I was just I was just literally tuning into the truth of that situation but it is hard to explain to people who don't necessarily get those same impressions you know yeah exactly and also the other thing that I have realized throughout the time when I was already practicing and learning about protecting our energy and how others' energy affects us, is I realized how a lot, or most, I would say, of that anxiety that I was experiencing was because I was so overwhelmed by other people's energy around me. And so whether it's a working environment or going out to town, I was always picking up on things, and I was literally bombarded with all kinds of, well, energies is the only word I can use, really, if there was even someone that came anywhere close to me that felt a little bit dodgy, let's say, (laughs) and I would instantly feel fear, for example. So yeah, those little things, it's just, I was, I just was not protected in any way. I was picking up everything all the time and it was overloading my nervous system. So yeah, so that was, that was quite a realization, a very helpful one. That's a huge, a huge realization for so many people. I think that a lot of us grow up thinking that we're just extremely anxious people. And sometimes we feel like it's a deficiency in us, like something that must be wrong with us that we experience the world differently than say, maybe the average person. And, um, it's quite empowering to realize, Oh, wait a minute. Like there's a reason, you know, reason that you might be feeling that way. And then through your development, figuring out a way to manage and a way to kind of work with work with the energy within you, around you, so that you can be empowered and it doesn't feel like such a, an overwhelm. Exactly. And you know that expression that the hypnotherapist used, people-pleasing, it was basically me responding to everyone's needs all the time. They didn't have to really ask me for it, but I would always pre, uh, what's the word, assume 
pre-assume? Yes. I did that too. I did that too. Anticipate someone's needs. Yeah. And then do them, like whatever that was, without any thought or it was like an automatic thing. And I think people like, I mean, people love that. People think it's great. They don't have to tell us anything. And as far as like being employed, like any job that I've had, even that would be in the description. Like they're looking for someone who's going to anticipate the needs of the blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like, it's seen as such a good thing, but it's not always if you're not also aware of your own energy and taking care of yourself too, right? Well, exactly, yes. And and so throughout all of that, I, I just literally lost myself. I, I, I don't think I ever knew myself even since child because then I would have been anticipating my parents, my brothers, my family's needs, my friends. And I was considered, let's say, because that's what usually people used to say is that I'm quiet I don't talk a lot and you know I thought I used to think it's because I'm shy or I just don't have anything to say but I just now that I look at it back I just lost myself I just didn't know well maybe I had things to say but I would anticipate should I say this how's that gonna sound what are they gonna think you know it's just like I would never say a thing and I mean, the things that I love to talk about nowadays is everything spirituality, right? Spirituality, dreams, right? And everything, philosophy even. And it, and I felt like it all just sat, was just sitting in me. But it almost felt like those subjects are too serious. I couldn't really, I don't know, I didn't feel like I can share much of that with others because... I just, I just couldn't connect. I don't know. I couldn't connect with people. I completely lost myself. I didn't know what I like, what I enjoy, what am I about, apart from maybe the well-being and fitness stuff at the time. But through that development since my mediumship discovery, that's when I started studying everything else, like astrology, human design, and many more, which were very reaffirming for me and they basically told me who I am and what are my strengths and it's not like it was new information necessarily for me it was more like a validation that I never really gave myself for instance I often give that example when it comes to astrology for example you know you usually know your sun sign but nothing else and I'm a Gemini you know, Gemini has a certain description. A lot of the time, it's very open person, very sociable, outgoing, talkative, uh, curious, these sort of things. And I felt like nothing like that. I, like I said, most people would comment that I was pretty quiet. I was anxious, <laughs> socially anxious. It's, it's just, it never really, yeah, the positive side, I think, because it also says that it's quite a positive thinker okay I can I can take that <laughs> but otherwise I couldn't and not until I found out what my moon and my rising sign is that it all made sense because I felt because my moon is Aries so I felt like an Aries I felt quite I, I because despite all of the anxiety and shyness that I found myself to be I was still quite brave, courageous, and I would st start things up. I would be the first one to try things. I would 
you know, be almost like a leader, like I didn't mind to do something maybe that others didn't want to do. That's very much Aries. So I felt like an Aries. Uh, I didn't really feel like a Gemini. And then when I found out my, that my rising is Cancer, it made even more sense to me why everyone kept describing me as a gentle person because I also did not, I actually didn't like it for a little while. I was like, no, I'm, you know, Aries. <laughs> and um, yeah, and just that emotional side of cancer, which I was trying to suppress quite a lot, but, and yet everyone else would see in me because that's the rising sign. I finally, thanks to astrology, astrology, at least I have understood it and I have embraced all of the cancerian qualities Yes, I love that. And it's so true. I, I relate to what you're saying about the Gemini thing as a sun sign, because I always related to it in the communicator talking like socially, I'm, I'm not super talkative, really, like it depends on the situation. But I'm not, I don't think anyone would say I'm extroverted. I, I wouldn't describe myself that way. Um, and yes, I am curious, for sure. But otherwise, like some of the other stuff just never really fit. They're talking about like social butterfly. And I'm like, mm, I don't see myself that way at all, really. I, I Not at all. Um, but then when I looked at the moon sign being a Pisces moon, that made a lot of sense to me about like the emo, because I do feel like I'm really in tune with my emotions. And there is kind of like this more dreamy kind of aspect of just being enchanted by like all of the stuff that can't be explained all of the wonder and inspiration like all of that made sense so I I relate a lot to the Pisces moon um and then the rising is up for debate for me because I have to pinpoint I'm I looked at one place and it said I was a Libra rising and then in another one it said Virgo so I don't know I do tend to be a little bit um like resistant to being a Virgo rising <laughs> so I don't know we'll, we'll see kind of feel like a Libra to me and I only say that I mean I don't know what you do on a daily basis of course but I have so many Virgos in my life that I feel I'm an expert <laughs> without being a Virgo, Virgo every single person in my life that's important has a Virgo either rising or sun Oh, interesting. No, it was just, I just, I was like, why do I surround my pe myself with people with Virgo? I have no idea, but I feel maybe it's something to do with them being more grounded and also a Mercury sign. So we still find something in common. And that's my only under, um, explanation. It feels, yeah, Libra rising feels more comfortable to me. But yeah, I don't know. And then... The thing about it too, like I have so many Libras in my life, like Libra sons, I have a bunch, and I also have a bunch of Pisces sons in my life. So it's it's just yeah, it's very interesting. That is interesting, yeah, yeah. So so I'm basically all all of this stuff has took me through astrology, human design, angels. One big thing with angels, which I'm still doing until today. I felt like once I've discovered angels, they just was like oh. This was the missing piece in my life <laughs> kind of thing. It's it's pretty phenomenal once you realize that you've been connecting with them forever, but you just probably didn't recognize exactly what that was. And then to have 
validation and confirmation that, oh, that's what it is. Like, that's what that feeling is, or that was that experience. It's so comforting. Yes. That's amazing. And what about like dream and and dream interpretation? Because I know so many of our listeners are really interested in that. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, of course. So, so I've always been very deep dreamer. When I was a teenager, or at least that's how far my memory goes, I would dream. I can't even remember some of the dreams now because they were always so deep. And I feel like because because I was very anxious or I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, uh, even since then, um, I used to almost escape in the dreams. I loved dreaming, going to sleep, um, and I would fly in my dreams quite a lot. Although sometimes I, as much as I wanted to fly, it felt really, really hard. Like I couldn't escape enough, let's say. (laughs) <laughs> that was sort of my theme in the dreams. I would either fly away, someone was chasing me, I kept being chased and flying away, chased, flying away. And then when I discovered mediumship, spirit, angels, I continued to dream, of course, but I still wasn't really paying attention to what those dreams are telling me. But during that time of having or discovering or remembering spirit in my life, I started going through a lot of healing, right? I think a lot of us do because when I started that marketing school and I realized um, when it really came to me, like really, really clearly, Kat, that was a bad idea. You can't afford it. And now I'm locked in for four years and I could not get out. Oh, that's a long time. That was my rock bottom, basically, that I've mentioned in my bio, because until then, I did not realize how my, you know, inability, let's just call it inability or or unawareness of myself, you know, because I kept people pleasing, right? I was very much looking outward for validation and all of these kind of things. I completely lost myself to the point that I went into something that I didn't, turned out I didn't really want to do because um, I decided not to pursue fitness um, once I bought my first Oracle deck and it said it's time to go. <laughs> Up until then, I didn't have Oh, I the... know that card, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I did not have the courage to just say it to myself. So, you know, I just thought, okay, I, I need to leave, but now I'm stuck here because they're meant to be helping me market my personal training and I just really, really, really don't want to do it anymore. So it was such a realization. It hit me really hard that I made such a decision without thinking. It's not even without thinking because the thing is, right, during that time, I had knowing, I had a feeling, maybe I shouldn't, maybe this. But again, that was way before I was doing any of the readings and, you know, way before I trusted myself in any way. So I kept ignoring Even when I was signing up to one of their seminars, I I really remember this because I feel like all of these things also happened for me to remember them as an example. When I was signing up, you know, and they say, you can can win the seminar for free, uh, you know, if you enter and you just need to give uh, like a slot number. So So they asked me, okay, so what's your number? And in my mind, I saw 23, right? 
But I thought my mind was like, no, it's not 23. I'm only thinking 23 because 23 is the day of my birthday. Right. So, so I talked myself out of it. I was like, no, not 23. Uh, and I said 24. And the winning number was 23. and then during the seminar uh, that's when they then ask you to sign up for longer it was kind of going okay the seminar but now that I look back again it was very much an overload of emotional because they were doing a lot of exercises where you would you know really let's call them motivational exercises but I was so my nervous system was so overloaded with all of it I wasn't like, I came back to my hotel because I was in a hotel staying overnight. My body was literally buzzing inside. I I remember from all the excitement, the emotional, um, I really don't want to say this word, but it keeps coming to my mind, manipulation. (laughs) I really don't, I don't want to be, you know, using it in a way that I'm judging the way of them, you know, trying to, um, have you to sign up but for me personally in the state that I was in that exactly is what it did <laughs> it's so interesting that you're bringing this up because I just had this conversation earlier today with someone about my own experiences with stuff like that yeah. and how uncomfortable it is but also I it's the same thing I'm not judging it because I understand like marketing kind of is just that way in essence like it just that's kind of part of it like obviously like the reason we market is because there is something to purchase like I I get that um but it's very hard to be someone who is psychic and a feeling intuitive person and go into that kind of situation sometimes knowing exactly like exactly what's why they're doing what they're doing, why they're saying something the way they're saying it to you specifically so that you will sign yeah. up for something. Like <laughs> it is a really hard, it's a hard thing. It's a really, really, it's, it's just so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So, so there was a point during that seminar when I, and it was very random. It, it wasn't anything with, with how the lady who was presenting things was on stage she just at some point came out of this back door kitchen and she looked a bit angry. She she must have someone must have annoyed her or something. And 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 in that split second I thought, oh, I don't think I should be doing this. I don't know why. It was just again, I'm not gonna be, you know, trying to involve my logical mind now, although at the time I was, I was like, oh no, it's okay. She probably obviously was angry at someone in the back and whatever talk myself out of it now I wouldn't because now I understand if you feel a certain way you know listen to it right there's a reason yeah and I don't you find that like before you would just hang around and find out why like Mm -hmm. now I don't really sometimes I might still fall into this like ah I might know better but I still it's like ah let's just I almost like have to see it for myself but much less now than before but in the beginning I might have that feeling and my body would literally be rejecting someone's energy. And I would still be like, hmm, let's just see what happens. Like I almost need to know for sure. I don't know everything about them. You know, why are you judging them? 
you know? it's like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm just too sensitive or I'm just overthinking this. Like, oh, let's just see. And then every time it, it gets proven why you shouldn't stick around to find out. So, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, all of these things, when I realized that I made a mistake and I couldn't, you know, really... It's like I had nothing to fight with them because I, I, although I did, I was, oh my gosh, that was the only one and probably last time that I ever was arguing with any company ever um, because I was in such a state, you know, once I realized what is happening and how I was feeling and I was not in a right mental state at the time to be signing up and I was trying to use this as a reason for them to just let me not pay for it anymore. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> so... I had to deal with that with myself, uh, by myself, let's say, and it literally hurt in my body. And so I was going through a big crisis at the time, healing and spirit, spirit, spirit's presence was the only healing thing that was present, which is a great miracle, honestly, because if that didn't happen at the same time, then I don't know what would have happened. But what I'm trying to get at, because you asked me about dreams, is that I so I started to work on my emotional my emotions because before I never was addressing them um, I was maybe calling things by you know mental health anxiety but emotional health is slightly different because it doesn't necessarily sit in your mind you know as you would maybe think of mental health you know I think a lot of people think about thoughts beliefs it's all in your mind but emotional health affects your whole body really and it's a part of mental health so I started diving deep deep into that and I found out uh, after a little while that my dreams are an answer partially but that wasn't until at least well what is it now 2023 2022 really end of 2022 when I discovered a course uh, on dreams and also, I bought oracle cards for that purpose. They're called, gosh, dream cards. I can't remember now. I didn't check the name. But I started interpreting my dreams with cards and others' dreams with cards with a success. And I have noticed how much healing, that's one, healing happens in dreams, to your subconscious is telling you things. It's literally giving you directions and explaining things to you and uncovering deep-seated let's call it maybe issues I don't know fears beliefs that you don't really address much during the waking hours during the day so there were now it takes it took me a little bit of work I mean I don't you know obviously have some other things to do so I couldn't interpret all of my dreams because I have them pretty much every night um, but at least I started writing them down and started to do at least a couple of sessions here and there to just sit down and spend time on interpreting and using cards and they have really illuminated some of the things for me on how on my patterns the way I remember I was doing a reading once for myself I was wondering what what does that dream mean and and I did a reading and the second that I 
was reading the um, the meaning of the cards, I got a flashback of a day before as to what this is re relating to. So I think if you're already, you see, intuitive, and or you're at least listening to yourself, your mind will tell you more even. So, and I thought, oh, oh yes, that thing that happened like lasted five minutes and I just felt this little ping of a little uncomfortable feeling and then I forgot about it. And it looks like it's such a big thing because now I'm literally dreaming about it <laughs> with my with my mind trying to sort it out and, you know, process. So So I found dreams to be very healing. And once I paid more attention to them and actual meaning, um, I've noticed that spirits started sending me messages through my dreams, even though, like I said, I was a deep dreamer, but I wasn't, I don't know, I just wasn't really interpreting them, I suppose. Well, they're kind of like, in my opinion, a dream can kind of be like an oracle card of itself. Like you can use it as you would a card. So it's abstract. It's usually not very literal. And you would sort of need to use the same skills that you would to interpret the meaning of a card. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's the subconscious mind that runs our brain activity 95% of the time during our waking hours that we don't even realize, you know. And then at night, we're all processing it all. So there is literally a treasure within our own mind, subconscious mind, for all the information and probably all the answers to our life's difficulties that we're, you know, trying to solve are within our dreams. Plus, you can obviously have visitations. Spirit can send you messages if this is your thing because they are very, very specific to the person, very individual. But that's a good thing because that's when you can start interpreting dreams for yourself. You can use cards. You don't have to. You can literally just ask yourself okay if i knew what this dream meant what would it mean and just go for it you know don't analyze over analyze what comes up just go for it uh, this is one of the very easy ways of interpreting your dreams without having any sort of dream dictionaries because you can use dream dictionaries they are helpful but you always have to know that you still have to filter the information through your own through how it resonates with you basically yes that's so important i think that's why i tend to um resist any of those books because part of me is just like well that's fine but it can't mean the same thing for every single person who reads this book <laughs> you know like we have to we have to use our own intuition so I think that, yeah, that makes perfect sense that it's, it can be like a guide, but I think the real value is to be able to do what you're saying, like practice and get in the habit of looking at that for yourself and then seeing what insight comes because you're also then practicing and really using your intuition in that way as well. So it's a good self-paced exercise that doesn't, you don't really need to have a sitter. You don't need to have anyone else involved. It can just be you. Yeah, and you know, when, once I started looking into dreams and the symbolism as well, because I consciously started doing that, I also could apply some of the symbolic meanings because, again, it all depends on your intention. So, for instance, if I, I have this book about animal uh, power animals, uh, animal totems, you know, what an animal can mean if you see an animal, stuff like that. So my mind, you know, in spirit 
also knows that I have this book. So since then, I started dreaming about animals suddenly. I just have all kinds of animals visiting me that I never had before because I know that I read this book and I want to follow this book. So they will send me messages that way. So for this particular example, I would then look at the book and I know what the message is. And it was usually something that I've been thinking about or wondering about. Yeah, it's phenomenal how your guides will orchestrate and arrange all of that based on what they can utilize that you have an interest in or, you know, it was probably like spirit that nudged you to even get that book in the first place. And then they know that you've got it and then they can they can really use your experiences um, to bring you the information. Um, I just thought of something so embarrassing. I, um, I, I remember my dreams more now than maybe I did for a period of time. There's a period of time where I feel like I was really burnt out. And when I slept, it was just literally like, it was like, I, it didn't even happen. Like I would close my eyes and wake up and I feel like, I don't know. I have no idea, but I wouldn't recall. And, um, now I am remembering them, but I get really involved, like, some of the things that I consume, if it's like a, um, a series, like a, a TV series or something that I'm reading, I get so involved and consumed in it that I do have dreams about the characters, like in the show, or I have dreams about like the characters in books that I read. And um, I just thought about it. I'm like, um, like over the last month, I've had t- at least two dreams about these people. I do not know them, but I'm still having dreams about their lives. So that's kind of embarrassing. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, with that, um, many people might say that, you know, oh, you just dream about the things that you saw during the day. Or, or for instance, in, 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 in the morning, if there's a dog, maybe neighbor's dog barking, you don't know because you're still sleeping. But yet suddenly you're, you're dreaming about a dog. And then you wake up and, oh, it's just a neighbor's dog. It doesn't matter. You know, even if we dream about things that we read or watched or, you know, are totally unrelated to us. Still, probably if you had three people in the same situation, each one of them would have a different dream about it. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I think for me, it's like, I know exactly why, because the one, the show that I've had two dreams about over the last month, there are themes in it that I really relate to and I understand like what the character is going through and so um I get that there's there's something about that that is being reflected in my dreams for that purpose like it's not random I totally see that like oh yeah I am actually there's something being worked out there or at least some healing that's going on there exactly yeah so that's why I mean I'm very passionate about dreams and I because I work with spirit now and you know um, angels uh, as well, I just know what a treasure chest our dreams are, which is why I decided to do dream sessions as well. And we'll do most likely group uh, workshops at some point as well. Yes. Oh, well, definitely let let me know when you do, because I know lots of um, students that would be really interested for sure. Like, it's such a fascinating topic. I I could start now but as i'm expecting a little one i'm giving myself a little bit of a grace period let's say yes, but i wish. am but i am honestly yeah i am honestly planning on doing um starting those workshops in autumn this year mm-hmm. 
so yeah so if anyone is interested definitely have a look you know sign up to my newsletter because i will be updating people on there uh, and i have so much to share now after this course that i did i was like oh my gosh this is gonna this is gonna be long you know long-term thing because there's just so much that we can uncover and learn that's so exciting i love to have that sort of new modality or different modalities to use you know and to kind of share with people because not every person needs the same thing obviously and there's a lot that can be there's a lot that we can delve into just being open to being creative and and sort of looking in places maybe that we wouldn't have expected before you know so I think that's really really cool you know I would just also quickly say that it would be good for people who maybe Maybe they have cards, maybe they try to read cards for themselves and are interested, you know, in these topics. I'm, I'm sure they are if they're listening to this podcast, but they might be thinking, oh, I still, I don't really know what to ask. I don't, like, I feel like I might be, I'm stuck or maybe there's something, but I don't really how to, don't really know how to phrase a question. So we don't, because I was kind of like that. I, I wouldn't do readings for me because although I felt a certain way, I didn't really know what it is. I didn't know what to ask, how to ask. And so until I started looking at my dreams is when it all just like, I was like, oh, so my dreams are just telling me all these things that I'm feeling without consciously understanding what it is that I'm feeling. So they really, so they bring the answers to me without me having to figure out the question that I need to ask or who should I go and see or you know, they're, they're just, all of the answers are within you. And dreams can really, well, they always do bring all of that information to you during the night. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to, why not? Why wouldn't we look there? You know, it, it's such a resource. Um, what about, so um, just for our listeners that are developing their mediumship or developing their intuition, any advice that you would give to those people i would say that the best way to approach the development is by just being yourself i found that i would sometimes try and follow you know others instructions or i would read a book and they would say for example really you should sit in power every other day right or you know everyone has their own way of doing things and Although this is not bad advice in any way, it's not wrong either, but just my me creating pressure on myself by trying to follow is what makes it more difficult. So if I could just let things go and sometimes just not do anything, just live my everyday life, I often notice that when I do that, that's when my connection increases because I'm just relaxed and I just I just follow my own rhythm. Sometimes I would I would think, okay, well, now I feel like sitting in a bar, for instance, or in meditation. And then when I did that, it suddenly is so much more vivid, so much more meaningful because I didn't have this pressure of, you know, expecting certain results and also having to do something that maybe I just somehow just don't feel like I can. It doesn't have to be even very clear because maybe I have time, but I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's that resistance. I do. I 
I feel like pressure in any way is the biggest obstacle for real, real connection. So I totally agree. And I sometimes find students are almost like annoyed with me when I feel like they want me to tell them, you have to do this every single day for 45 minutes. And if you do that, then you're going to have this result. You're going to be like an amazing medium, you know? And sometimes they don't get it and they're like, well, you have to tell me how. Like, I don't know how. And I'm thinking, but I'm never going to say to someone, you must do it this way or you have to do this or even suggest that what works for me necessarily is going to work for them because it really might not. And so I think sometimes they think I'm just being like taking like an easy way out and not giving them like the, the information, but I'm not. I just want people to know that you really, the whole journey is really about your own discovery of what works for you. So I totally know what you're saying. And the, the pressure that we put on ourselves can be so intense that it literally makes it so much harder. Yes, and also I was just going to quickly uh, mention that it's, you know, this, the, the journey of connecting with spirit and learning about spirit is really a journey of connecting with yourself and yeah. knowing yourself. So if you can just spend that time just being you and noticing your behavior, your intentions, your thoughts, your thought patterns and working on on that, then it will really bring you so much closer because you will eventually understand, for instance, then when you're um, doing a reading for someone, what is your thought and what is where is the spirit speaking? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to know yourself. I do see it sometimes like in the world where I'll see people maybe, um, maybe they're like demonstrating mediumship or something. And it's very clear that they've seen it I don't know, in the media or on TV or something. And that's the words that are coming out of their mouth. And I always think, oh, isn't that interesting? It doesn't mean that it's not true what they're saying, but it just seems to me that it's almost like emulating somebody else or some style that they've seen that they think is really good, you know? And I, it's just interesting when you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, like if I can be myself fully then I can start having my own references, my own things, like little quirky things that make your connection with spirit that much stronger and that much more original and kind of like true to who you are. And I think that's that's important to get there at some point. We might not all get there, you know, right away, but I think eventually that should be, you know, that should be the goal. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I, it brings us to the end. I feel like I had, you know, so many things that I wanted to touch on, but you've given us a lot of really, really awesome insight and really good um, information. So I'm really grateful for you taking the time to, to chat with me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yes, I hope I've, um, I've covered as much as I, as I can <laughs> that can be helpful for others in some way. Yes. Oh, I know it will be. Um, so let us know where people can find you. So, yes, so I do have a website. Uh, it's www.at, so at as in letters, at, mm -hmm. soullevelhealing.com. Okay. Um, that's my website. You can actually find all of the icons on all of the socials on there as well. But I'm mainly 
active on Facebook uh, called Soul Level Healing. That's my page, uh, YouTube. So I have also live podcast discussions and I have some episodes on dreams, by the way, if someone would like to find out a little bit more. That's one of the things, dreams and astrology. I was talking about all of these things. That's also Soul Level Healing YouTube channel. And I will give people my TikTok, although I'm not there very often. But if we have TikTokers, it's also at Soul Level Healing or just my name, Katarzyna Bazelko, which is my full name. Yeah, I mean, those are the only the only places right now. Wonderful. Good. Well, I'll be sure to share that um, in the episode notes and all that as well. And so I'll leave you with that. But thank you very, very much. So good to chat with you again. And take good care and all the best. Really excited for you with your uh, baby on the way. Thank you very much, Melissa. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.